Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young. And I'm Carl Quinn. Happy? Yes. Yeah, good. Static. Okay, that's good, is it? <laughs> it's satisfying. I read something of yours. Oh, God. Here we go. Yeah. Yes, yes. And you... Uh, you a new you, one. Am I about oh, to be you, ripped a new one? No, 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 no. no sorry, I, I must sound like a stumbling buffoon when I go um and ah, and I mustn't do it. You quoted the Swan of Avon in your did piece. Yes, yes, you did. Do you know what you? Do you know what it was? I'm just trying. Uh, which piece are you? Oh, okay, I'm about? talking about the piece uh, about the managing director of the ABC being sacked, Michelle right. Guthrie. Right. You wrote a piece about that. Very briskly, I thought. You were you were quite hot on the heels of the news well, when, when that came out. Well done to mm. you. Because mm. some people weren't so quick to get mm. out the uh, the news. One one organ of entertainment was so quick, it's like they got out there before the news even <laughs> happened. Don't know if you noticed that. I don't subscribe to this organ, so I can't even read this stuff, but anyway, I know. Crack on, man. Crack well, on. I'm just saying, well done you. Baby in bath, bathtub? Well, well, well done you for quoting uh, Hamlet's, probably probably the second most famous quote from the play Hamlet. And I, I, I urge you to continue inserting beautiful little passages like the one you did into the uh, Michelle Guthrie article. So the line you're referring to is mm. uh, throwing the baby boomer out with the no, water? No, 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 that was a good line. No, there's the rub. Oh, there's the rub. That was like the third sentence. Right. And it's right. a phrase you often use, but it was about the third sentence. I said, thank God we're getting some quality <laughs> back into journalism. <laughs> We're getting some literature, some li- literary <laughs> references. Where does the baby in the bathwater come from? Do you know? Not from Shakespeare. Not from Shakespeare. Yeah, I, I know. They didn't bathe babies back in, the, in those days. I think baths were something that, that was more of a, an, a verb than an actual mm. now a, a, an item that you had in your home in those days. No vitreous enamel back then. <laughs> no, not, not, not even galvanised iron <laughs> back I think people did bathe in wood. You know, I, I think only the very well, not even the the aristocracy did not bathe. There was a lot of superstitions. The Romans bathed, as we know, but there were a Speaking lot of. Speaking of the Romans, I actually opened that article with with the Romans. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, with the Monty Pythons. You did, you did. So you didn't quote Julius Caesar. You could have, I suppose, I have. had you wished to. I don't think I don't think he quite listed all the not, uh, not, not, the Ju- not Julius Caesar class. himself, but yeah. Julius Caesar the play. Yes. I mean. So, what do you, how do you feel about this? Because because the the dial, the VU dial, has been going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards on the sacking of Michelle Guthrie. I've noticed. I thought you meant on the, on the recording no, console. Yeah. Now, 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 people are uh, saying it's Justin Milne, the the head of the the chairman of the board of the ABC, who really is the problem, not Michelle Guthrie. I think. You don't necessarily have to pick an either-or no. in this particular scenario. So it's not like the the gladiatorial bouts where you have two people versing, as the kids say, each other with Trident and Net and Gladius and Buckler. If, if we want to talk seriously about mm. the ABC for a second, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah, let's, that... Let's, uh, as, as I wrote, I think that mm. Michelle Guthrie came in with a, with a remit to basically get it fit for the digital age mm-hmm. and it's a i think that she understood that mission and has been on the path to it mm-hmm. in, in a, a pretty concerted way i think she's a technocrat mm-hmm. i don't think she's uh an editorial person particularly mm. and or a people person or a people person apparently mm. um and uh, and i kind of think that there's maybe 
it seems to me that she failed to manage up and she failed to manage down at mm-hmm. the same time, and that is a very terrible position for somebody uh, on a million dollars a year like that to be in. Yeah, and uh, she had lost the support of the board. She uh, did not have a good relationship with the government or the staff, or and she didn't have a good relationship <laughs> with the staff. So yeah. that makes you pretty isolated. Mm. And unless you're ticking every possible box mm. that could be ticked in terms of content and and uh, structural you know organizational transformation yeah. and technological uh, reform i think then you know you're at risk and she, that's that's where she was you know? she made a, a, a remark early, very very early on that she wanted to preside over a broadcaster that her children wanted to watch mm. because the abc viewership is about 65 well, uh, the figures I cited, yeah. cited the average age of the TV yeah. audience is 66. 66. <laughs> You're pretty close. You're pretty close. And, and, the, and the, I mean, that research, the, well, that research was actually two years old, so they're probably 68 right now. But my point is, yeah. on that, is the kids have already left. Getting rid of programs that are fogeyish and splitting up your digital channels into mm. you know ABC Me and ABC Kids and the kids are still going to want to watch Adventure Time on Stan or whatever's on Netflix or whatever mm. it's it's a pretty hard hard ask once they, once people are gone it's especially when they're kids and they're on their phones and, and their iPads it's pretty hard to get them get them back and you know I, I read a, a, a an article on this in your paper mm. and the journalist said the in- inexplicable axing of dr blake and i don't think that's inexplicable i think everyone knows why Doc- dr blake was axed and it's not to do with bringing the kids back well i referred to dr blake and it wasn't that you, being, it was, it was that being one of the things that really infuriated uh people it, but and it was it was a show that was rating well it was it was rating really well and i think i think it's the decision- explicable in terms of trying to take the resources that we mm. use uh, for that and and the kind of perception I think the that. Craig McLaughlin thing was the no real... it hadn't happened it hadn't happened no 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 it's completely wrong to, to okay suggest good that that good I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected it on was that. it was it was axed before that mm. so um, you know suddenly the ABC looked smart yeah but th- that was pure accident yeah well yeah in that case and it Axing a, a program that, that rates well has happened in other networks at other times and wanting to the one that springs to mind is the Deadwood, who were doing so well, and they thought, no, we want to put in three new shows in production, we can take the money that we're making that with and put in these three shows, which all died. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's not the first time that that's happened. Well, you've got to, you know, there are things about relationships between people, creatives who are involved in mm-hmm. a program and executives, and there's all sorts of things that go on that are that not we about don't, whether we or don't, yeah. yeah, that's right, that we, that we don't know about. And I don't know, I, I have no inside information on any of that. No. But would I, you share I, but it I if do, you did? Would you share the inside information? If it were shareable, yeah. Um, <laughs> what does that I, mean? Would you open the door if it were openable? Uh, shareable, well, do you mean? Well, if, you, if opening uh, the door yeah. was going to, li- you know, let in light, falling into a oh. pit full of vipers, <laughs> then I would probably I was not. Thinking, open if opening the door. the door would let in the light, of course I would open the door. No, no. I mean, there are, you know, sometimes you know things and you can't mm. you can't share them because of the legal ramifications. Yeah, whatever, sure. You know? Yeah, and, sure. And, and in this particular case, I have no information no. on it. No. I don't know uh, what it was, other than the, the the sense that the ABC wanted to re 
you know, is looking to reposition itself as not the home of fuddy-duddy old people content. Yeah. Um, which, of course, it's, it is and will continue mm. to be because why wouldn't you when so much of your audience is in that space? Well, so much of the population is And so much is of the population graying. is yeah, So um, you'd be foolish to say... I, I work for a media organisation that has an ageing um, audience, you know. Yeah. Uh, pretty much all free-to-air TV is... Yeah. In the older demographic. Yeah. You know, the the kids are not watching no, it. They're going they're streaming or when they are watching stuff that's on free to air TV, they're watching it on delay, which means that they're not consuming the ads which support it. So, yep. you know, there, there is a crisis across traditional media. Across but it's also media. a political crisis as well because politicians are truckling to a very conservative, ageing uh, constituency. And so the, the crisis is not just a media crisis. It's a crisis of what happens when you have a population that's not replacing itself that is, say, rapidly aging mm-hmm. to a point where the pressure on health and social services is greater than the, what the services can take care of and provide for. So it, it's, a, it's a, a crisis that you know, is beyond what we're talking about. We're a long way from the ABC at that point. <laughs> yes, we are. So but- I had another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Censorship. Mm. What's your view? Censorship. Because you censored me. You censored me. Oh, get out of here. Listening back, listening back to last week's podcast, I said something that I didn't think was particularly controversial at all, but just true, listeners. I'm going to give you the opportunity to say it again. And it was cut out. (laughs) It was censored. Let's see if it it survives this time. What was it? No, I'm not going. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until Courtney gets back. So you censored yourself? I'm going to say it when Courtney comes back. You're gonna, it's going to come up again. I've kept it in my mind. Don't worry. You're going to find out about this, people. I've kept it in my mind. And Carl's going to say something again. And what I said that was censored will be apposite. And I will say it again. Well, can I say yeah. any cuts mm. that I made? And, yeah. and uh, listeners, if, if you've enjoyed <laughs> the most recent episode of The Clappers... Thank Carl. Thank, Thank me, Carl. He did it. He that, cut that me. That was my second attempt at editing. And uh, There's it, a nice gavel in there. There was a few sound effects. Um, <laughs> any any uh, cuts that I made to you, mm-hmm. Andrew, were purely <laughs> in the aim of reducing the bloviation. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Says the chief bloviator himself. <laughs> so what have you got? What have you been doing lately? Ah, uh, well, you know, usual. Mm-hmm. Sitting in an edit suite, cutting the nice, clappers. Nice, no. nice. Um, uh, well, a couple of a couple of films that I, I oh, I'm going to take the opportunity to bracket mm. them together. Yeah, do that. That's a much because brevity my because man. brevity. They both star Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, who is a pretty amazing actor. He is. In, uh, he is so many respects, and and one of those actors who's not afraid of a little bit of physical transformation, mm-hmm. shall we say. So two films, one of which is on in very limited release at the moment and one of which is about to open. Uh, the first is You Were Never Really Here, which is a crime thriller, I guess you'd call it, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Lynn Ramsey, who's probably best known for We Need to Talk About Kevin and before that a film called Morven Keller. And, oh, I uh, remember hearing about Morven Keller. Yeah. And uh, she's not afraid to mm-hmm. go dark mm-hmm. and to go violent mm-hmm. and to be a bit shocking. And in this film, Joaquin basically plays a uh, a hitman in yep. New York who's – well, he's not a hitman. He's, he's – what is he? He's basically – he's a guy who rescues young girls from sex slavery. Okay. Right. And he does this – and if it involves 
killing people, he'll he'll, he'll do you it. Know, he'll take that on. He's yeah. willing. He's willing to go there. And his uh, weapon of choice is a hammer. Uh, <laughs> a a bull-nosed hammer. I was going to say a ball peen hammer. A ball peen hammer. A ball peen hammer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they're called. Yes. Oh. Um, oh. And he, and he, he. he, he he picks up a new one. Knees, does he? he and works his way up. Picks, picks a new one from the hardware store every time he gets assigned a new job. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Which, oh, wow. which is interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. And uh, it's good for the hardware trade. It's yeah. you know, it's good for good for American industry. Good for Coopers. Good for the steelmakers, Michigan. They, they need all the help they can get. Um, and he's uh, he's a sort of. A very sullen man, as you might expect of somebody yeah. in the, in this line of line of work. He's, uh, I'd, I think it's fair to say he's psychologically disturbed. Yep. Again, as you might expect in this line of work, but uh, but the you get you get his story. Well, you don't really get his story. You get his you get his situation and you get his actions. You get very very brief flashes of his kind of backstory, I guess. And if if we're to trust them, you'd say that he's um he's a he's a war veteran who's been traumatized by his experiences. As and he's also this the uh, uh he's experienced childhood uh, sexual abuse. Okay. So that feeds into his yeah. psyche and it possibly feeds into his motivation. And it's and those experiences probably feed into his particular set of life skills. And uh it's you know, it's a really brutal film, but it's very, very powerful. I, I saw it at the film festival, and I, I sort of walked into the cinema not really knowing what I was going to be experiencing. Although it had played, it had played at Cannes in an unfinished version of the film um, the year before, and this the, one of the, one of the things that sort of like hit me from the very second it began, and this is before there's any imagery on screen, the opening opening titles. Uh, and Johnny Greenwood's score kicks in. This is Johnny Greenwood from from Radiohead, and it is sort of it just kind of hits this note that sort of unsettles. Okay, it hits yeah. you in the chest and it unsettles you. And for my money, it stayed in unsettling mode until the very end of the film. Where do you spend your time? What do you do? Sleep. 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 Done. Man called. He wants to see you. State Senator Albert Vato. He doesn't want to get the cops involved. He wants to meet you. You have kids, Joe. Nina. Her name is Nina. 235 East 31st Street. I've heard of these places. If she's there. I'll get her. Cleary said you were brutal. And I can be. Okay, see this girl? I just sat at sort of clenched buttocks on the edge of my seat, feeling very, very uncomfortable for the entire journey, but utterly consumed by it. Mm. It's, a, it's a remarkable piece of tense filmmaking, brilliant sort of bare-bones performance from Joaquin Phoenix as this bloated, scarred, 
bear of a man mm. who sort of slumps through it with his beard and his baseball cap and he's kind of you know he's not engaged with the world he's more engaged with the mission until you get you know he finds some sort of connection with this one young girl that he's he's sent to rescue it's remarkable really really powerful film even though when it was all over i kind of went it's a bit odd this kind of notion that new york is this place full of you know sort of sex rings operating in multi-story brownstone buildings with impunity and with the with the the i guess the complicity of the police and the politicians and pretty much everybody you yeah. know it just kind of it, it sort of stretches credulity in in um, many ways but the experience of it was so consuming mm. that while i was in it didn't have a second's hesitation. Mm. Good, mm. good. Mm. Engaged and provoked. It, there are. You're reminding me of a couple of films where there is a, you know, a male figure whose job is to protect the child mm. or the children. Leon, yeah, and City of Lost Children, yep, and it's it's a popular. It, it's it's a way of dealing with something really ugly and dark that also is redemptive at the same time mm. has there is some small amount of feel good at the end i imagine yeah I'm no okay well you just sure. said that he, fi- he finds a human that he can actually relate to and that doesn't necessarily follow that okay. it's a feel good ending oh, okay there's, there's right. a moment there's a moment in which you know there, probably, is a, there is a connection i guess yeah you know, okay in, in which he's got a He's got a clean interaction mm. with somebody. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't last. involve the hammer. That's yeah. right. Doesn't okay. involve the hammer. Yeah. Doesn't involve cash. Doesn't involve anger, rage, mm-hmm. or you know some sort of repression thereof. So it's a, it's a it's a very disturbing and disturbed piece of work, but really very very compelling. Yeah. Um, the obvious comparison is with Taxi Driver. I mean, yeah, he's like ta- he's like Travis Bickle, Travis but Bickle. without the charm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a charm. <laughs> 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 so. What was it called again? It's called You Were Never Really Here. Right, okay. Mm. Mm. And I've got to say, one of the things that struck me at the end of it, it was like how much of that was meant to be actually happening and how much of it was meant to be happening in his head. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I I kind of feel like I was very readily able to settle on an answer to, which is okay. Which is, which is fine. I don't mind. Which is fine. I don't mind that. But it's, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's certainly some of it is mm. imagined. It's a question of how much of it. And there is one remarkable scene in this film that involves one of the worst songs ever recorded. Yes, I've been by to Toto? Paradise, oh. but I've never been to me. Yeah, that is one. Of, that is one of the worst songs. It is yeah. a terrible, terrible it song, is, it but is it is used really well. so brilliantly mm. in this film. Yeah. It almost redeems the song. <laughs> <laughs> so you were never here. You remind me of you a strange occurrence yeah. at Owl Creek Bridge, which is a story by Ambrose Bierce. And is also uh, a, a short 30, 45 minute film mm. that I think was a Twilight Zone, but like right. a very unusual standalone one, not not one that was part of their Are we 30 minutes. Like 60s? 60s, yeah, yeah. Part of their 30 minutes. They were, they were one hour and they were 30 minutes. Yeah. And so it's, if, I don't know if it's ever possible to find old film and old media from the 50s or 60s, it, it may be, but Strange Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge is very similar to you're watching something that's happening but isn't happening mm. and has it happened. And the, and the end, the way it ends, is fairly conclusive. You, you can 
work, work out your own conclusions and it's pretty obvious what happened. But it's, it's still a great exercise in imagination and... So, Andrew, the second film yep. you want to talk about? I know what you're going to talk about. Do you? Yes. You're clairvoyant. That's me. It's <laughs> uh, it's. Don't Worry, He mm-hmm. Won't Get Far On Foot. Yes. It's a Physical Van- film. Physical film? Yeah. It's uh, it's by Gus Van Sant, directs it, and, and Joaquin in this plays a guy called John Callahan. Who- Muscular. 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 Well, compared to his, uh, the way he looks in, <laughs> yeah. in, in uh, the, previous. the other film, yeah. he's certainly more l- lean, at mm-hmm. least, live. Mm. Uh, but that has something to do with the fact that he doesn't really eat. He's just an alcoholic. He just drinks. He yeah. drinks and drinks and drinks. And, I know people uh, like that. It's a, based on a true story. This mm-hmm. is uh, about a guy, Callahan, who's a cartoonist. Yep. Um, and uh, you may have seen his work. It's kind of, I guess you call it, what would you call it? Sort of naive, a slightly shaky kind of line line it's, drawings. It's, I, I maybe maybe an obvious and and odious comparison, but I compare him a little bit to Gary Larson, mm. whose work is uh, everyone I presume listening to this knows Gary Larson, and and there's a there's an element of cruelty mm. in his work, and his drawings aren't perhaps what draw you to Gary Larson's work. It's the punchline and yeah. the cleverness of the wordplay in, in his work. Well, I think Larson's work has more finesse yeah. than does Callahan's. Yeah, yeah. And the reason Callahan's uh, doesn't have a high level of f- finesse is yeah. that he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, he is paralysed on one side mm-hmm. um, and paralysed entirely from the waist down. And he draws with great, you know, great difficulty, I guess yeah. you'd say. Uh, uh, he was basically... It, on a bender, um, mm-hmm. and we get this in the film. He was on a, on a bender, and his it was involved in a terrible car crash. When you say he was involved, well, it was, was his car. He was his car, time, he but he was driving. not driving. But the he person been driving, yeah, but then was, he was too so drunk to drive. That he gave the keys to the guy who was with, played by Jack Black, who was. Who was Equally paralytic. Equally drunk. Yep. And fell asleep at and the wheel. Asleep the wheel yeah. I mean, you know, this is a cautionary tale, kids. Yeah. People don't do this. shouldn't give their keys to their friend to Black. when they're drunk. To they everybody. should just, just drive themselves home when they're drunk. <laughs> I don't think when you're that's drunk, the moral of the story. Drive yourself home. Don't let another drunk do it. You know your car. You know your limits. You know what you're capable of. The That's clap. the message of this the film. Clappers does not endorse this. <laughs> this the view. message of this film. When drunk, drive yourself. <laughs> it is certainly not the best film. Oh. It's, it's, it's an interesting film. I mean, his, his mm. cartoons are mm. like, as you say, they are cruel, and yep. they come from uh, a deep misanthropy that I think he felt before already. The yeah, yeah, and it becomes amplified, I mm-hmm. think, for a period, and yeah. then in a strange way becomes lessened. I think, I mean, it's still there in the Redemption, cartoons, my friend. It, it is no indeed, film without redemption. It is indeed a redemption story, this yeah. one. Um, but I like how it's, for once, it's not that damn whale that, that caused me to lose my leg that makes him a grumpy guy, you know? <laughs> he started grumpy. He was grumpy already. <laughs> he was already grumpy. Ahab was a lovely bloke, you know? Yeah. A beautiful, friendly guy. Until all the prostitutes in the ports loved him. He over gave gave them extra, you know, good to his crew. Gave them extra leave, you know. Until that fateful day, fate, fa- fa- fateful day, <laughs> when that damn whale 
Oh, that yeah. baleful Dale. <laughs> anyway, yes. um, this is it's just pretty good. I think it's mm. a very sparse film. Um, sort of, there's a kind of a limited number of scenes that get replayed over and over with slight variations. It's cheap, uh, cheap yeah, film. I'd say it's probably at the lower budget end of. of not, I'm not against that, no, by the way. No, nobody should be against. No, it. It has, I like a bargain. It has a particularly um, interesting cameo. Mm. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Yeah. I saw her in another show doing an interesting cameo in one of those circles where everybody talks about their their problems. Uh, I think it was Girls. Right. She had a cameo in Girls. Well, that's exactly what she does yeah. in this. Yeah, she's in a circle so where people talk about their problems. In girls, but yeah. she sits in a it, – it's basically an AA group. Yeah, it's the same kind of she thing. She sits yeah. there and talks about her uh, stuff. Uh, and uh, So they saw her and they went, Ooh, Ooh. she's good, she's good. <laughs> Let's snap her up before somebody else does. What, what can we put her in? I don't know. What are these – and um, Jonah Hill uh, is fantastic Jonah Hill, in yeah. a supporting role. I don't really know. He, I, I know him only in Hail Caesar. That's the only thing I've seen him in. He was very funny in that. No, he's uh, yeah, and he it tends you know he's best known for his comedy, really. Mm. But this is sort of I guess it's pretty straight. It's a pretty straight role, although it's a gay character. Um, he's gay, of, but I'm straight. I see. I get mm, those confusing, those words confusing. mix me up, man. Yes. <sighs> um. Anyway. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty okay. Good. It's very much, it's sort of, uh, you get, the, you know, in terms of the redemption arc, mm. it's very much, uh, he's redeemed by doing the 12-step 12 12 step program. Okay, and, okay. And the love of a good woman. Oh, or at least the occasional. Goodness me. At least the occasional administration <laughs> of a good and, woman. And you're, you're recommending this film because? <laughs> because of the misanthropy. <laughs> and the prostitute with a heart of gold? Is, no, is no, that, no, she's not a prostitute. No? She's a okay. <laughs> She's played by Rooney Mara. Okay. So, you know, Again, I don't know who I'm, that I'm, is. But, I'm all right. All, Good on you. All tropes. I, I forgive nothing. <laughs> as everybody knows, I have no forgiveness in me. Forgiveness is for the Lord. I don't have to forgive anybody. Hello. Hey. Uh, is this Donnie? Yeah, who's this? Hey, Donnie, this is John Callahan. I'm the neon cripple from outer space. Oh, the man with the tangerine hair? Well, I always thought of my hair as electric orange. But, yeah, that's me. Uh, look, I got your number off the board. I'm calling because I need a sponsor. I do have a lot of piglets at the moment. What are piglets? I need a sponsor. My sponsees are piglets. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. You want me to help you get sober? Well, I saw you speak, and uh, I really like what you had to say about the two pairs of pants and the one with shit. So, John, I know, I just, and I don't know if you're serious. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I call him Chucky. What? I don't know, John Callahan. I don't I'm serious. I am serious. I, you know, sometimes I just I make jokes because I get nervous. But I'm, I, I, need, I need something. You know, every day, like clockwork, at 4 p.m., I get massively depressed. Well, I'm depressed from the moment I wake up, so got you there. <laughs> Listen, we're having a group talk. My place on Saturday. Why don't you drop by? Ooh, a talk? Like... We'll talk about Chucky. The other piglets are coming by at 1 o'clock. 4014 Northwest Johnson, don't be late. <laughs> 4014 Northwest Johnson, 1 p.m. Are you talking to me? All right, thank you. See you then. Okay. Drink water. Bye. Are you familiar with these cartoons? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I actually heard an, a, a really good 
radio documentary, I suppose, like mm-hmm. partly excerpts of interviews with him. And I, I don't know if it was based on a book. Maybe there was an autobiography or a biography of him. But very fascinating story. Mm. And, you know, there aren't that many films made of cartoonists or about cartoonists. I'm, I'm not sure if I can I'm think, of a, think. Of, a, of a single a single film which is about a cartoonist. Yeah, anybody? Anything? Anything? No, I can't. No, no, no. Has there been one made of Schultz, you know, Charlie? Charles Brown? M. Schultz? Yeah. No. Has it been one made of Al Jaffe, Dave Berg, Don Martin? No, no, and no. And that would be a pretty good film. Al Jaffe's story is amazing. He actually wrote an autobiography that's worth reading. It's it's just eye-poppingly amazing. Uh, born at a very unfortunate time in Europe of Jewish heritage and made his way with his family across to the States. It's, it's amazing. But, yeah, I, I can't think of a single film about a cartoonist. I'm, I'm actually trying to remember. There's a documentary I saw. It's got to be 30 years ago now yeah. that was about uh, a sort of wave of um, sort of alternative um, comic book artists. Oh, uh, yeah. Something Co. Confidential. Yeah, Comic Book Confidential. Comic Book Confidential. That yeah. yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's, and, and, yeah, of course, Art Spiegelman and yeah. Robert Crumb, yeah. Charles Burns. I mean, there's so many interests, and 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 it does. When you read these comics, you think, "What kind of mind is this coming from?" And it makes you think that maybe you know Daniel Klaus, who's had movies made of his work, would be an interesting subject in himself, or maybe, or maybe not. You know, it's hard to say. But this, yeah, definitely sounds interesting. Though, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. Refers to a cartoon that we won't explain because I'm sure, having not seen it, but I'm sure that cartoon itself appears in the movie. There is, in fact, a documentary about Robert Crumb. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more features, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but the, this cartoon. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. That appears in the film. The cartoon yeah, it itself. Does. Yeah, we don't need to explain it. You'll love it when you see it. <laughs> It'll kill you. It'll slay you. <laughs> I won't say don't go and see this film. I won't say do go and see this film. I will say, film. And with that, another episode of the Clappers. Aren't you lucky? You've got us in end. your life. <laughs> Until next time. See you then.